1: Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, seventy-seven WABC. You can listen to me on WABC Monday through Friday, midnight to one a.m. And if you are interested in my bobblehead or my book on my life, you can go to dominiccarteronline.com. Let the games begin for the general election. Now that the primaries are over in New York. This is my podcast, let's go. joining us this podcast segment high-powered attorney and political consultant brad Gertzman. plus brad is dapper one of the best dressed men always in all of new york thank you for joining us counselor
0: Wow, that introduction, Dominic, was too kind, but I accept it entirely. Thank you very much. Hey,
1: everything was true, brother, what I said. So here are the bullet points, if you will, for the New York primaries. Lee Zeldin wins the Republican nomination for Governor Zeldin built up big fundraising advantages and endorsements by party officials. Antonio Delgado prevails in the Democratic primary for lieutenant governor and Kathy Hochul, Cruz to an easy victory in the Democratic primary for governor setting her up to seek a full term in November after taking office last year so Brad Gersman, what stood out to you?
0: well, a few things first of all, it was a as we all expect a low turnout primary you know. They keep changing the dates of these primaries and they split them up and make it confusing for the voter. But that being said is, you know, I I generally believe that, you know, as most people do, that primaries are really an insider game. And as a result, you could see such support for our current governor in the Democratic Party. There was no uncertainty there. She won in every single county in our state. Uh, on the Republican side of the coin, uh, it was—it uh, looked like a tight race early with Giuliani versus Zeldin, but then as the votes started getting brought in from other counties in Long Island and some of the other favorites for Zeldin, he ran away with the victory. But it was a uh, it was a heated primary for the Republicans, that's for sure.
1: Indeed, here we are in the dead of summer, Brad Gersman. And uh, as you well know, traditionally, the general election campaign does not move into high gear until after Labor Day in September. Might it be different this time around?
0: It always feels like it's going to be different. You know, again, uh, campaigning cycles seem to start earlier each year. Each cycle just seems like, uh, you know, there's more and more money in politics. So as a result, they have the money to spend to get around, to get their message out. I think the Republicans will feel very um, empowered going into this election, given their uh, results on some local, very local elections, especially on Long Island in the last cycle. Uh, They feel that, you know, with great turnout, that they can change the game and win the governorship in Albany with Lee Zeldin. They think they have the right candidate, I'm sure. Uh, So I believe that this is going to start. I think punches are going to start being thrown and bombs, you know, slung in each direction at each side. Uh, We'll see how much Kathy Hochul wants to engage this early on. Uh, It may be, you know, something that she wants to just, you know, kind of hold her powder until a little bit later in the game.
1: You bring up a good point, Brad, and that is Kathy Hochul, the current governor, is probably going to Rose Garden strategy this for a while and ignore Lee Zeldin for as long as possible. How long can she hold on ignoring him before she must engage?
0: Well, the ignoring strategy works on a week-by-week, day-by-day, month-by-month methodology. You have to first see how things are going. They continually poll and see where the public sentiment is. And if they feel that Lee Zeldin is starting to get traction and her silence is deafening, then, of course, she's going to have to step up, and her consultants will be sure to get her involved in the game. But, again, you know, look, she's the sitting governor. It's a little bit different. She's got six such significant uh, support from the Democratic Party, you know, she can just wait this out a little bit and let Lee Zeldin potentially punch himself out. But, you know, this is a long game. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I think we're going to see, you know, both sides engaging earlier than usual and get into substance uh, a lot sooner than we normally would have it.
1: What role does the Supreme Court abortion ruling potentially play in the governor's race?
0: Well, as we all know, New York is a blue state, two to one Democrat to Republican. The Roe v. Wade decision uh, will be a kind of a uh, undercurrent, if you will, against uh, the Republicans here in New York. And the Republicans know it, They, I'm sure, uh, looking at each other and saying, hey, we really didn't need this decision at this time. Uh, It's not a great timing by the Supreme Court. Uh, And the Democrats uh, will probably and certainly use this as a way to get people interested in an election that they otherwise may not have been interested in. It's not a presidential cycle, so as a result, you know, the turnout won't be quite as good. But, you know, when when Roe v. Wade or the concept of Roe v. Wade is on the ballot in some ways— Uh, you're going to see a lot of Democrats become very emotional, enthusiastic, and likely get to the polls. At least that's what the Democrats are banking on.
1: The chat this podcast segment is with attorney and political consultant Brad Gersman. On the Republican side, he didn't win. But what about the campaign Andrew Giuliani ran? Seems to me he has a bright political future ahead. Your assessment, Brad Gersman?
0: Look, he ran a very spirited spirited campaign, no question about it. Uh, He did better than most people thought he would do. And as a result, he's a, uh, you know, I've spoken to a lot of Republican consultants and insiders, and they feel that he has a a, a real future uh, as a candidate in, you know, in the future of of the party. And he definitely stock rose. He's a new man after this election. He did not win, but it certainly was a victory of sorts for him.
1: What happened to Harry Wilson for all of his money and uh, also former uh, Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino?
0: Yeah, look, Astorino's a serious politician. I I mean, but I just don't think you know, his heart was in this. I'm not sure why he was in this. You know, I've seen him run before, and it's a completely different Astorino. I'm not I'm not sure about it. You know, I'm not taking anything away from him, but, you know, it just, I don't know, it just wasn't his time anymore. And Harry Wilson, late entry, threw a lot of money at it. You know, I don't know. It just doesn't work. I mean, look at what Bloomberg tried in in the Democratic primaries for for, uh, for president. You know, he threw a billion dollars, and he couldn't even move it an inch. Harry Wilson, again, he's a serious guy, too. But you know what? I'm not sure he has a great future, uh, you know, as an elected official um, in New York State.
1: Interesting. I, I am wrapping up with you. But let's talk for a second the role for lieutenant governor. Of course, the lieutenant governor has to run separately. They, they're they a ticket with the governor, but they have to uh, run and be elected independently. And it was expected that uh, that the the lieutenant governor's race would have been one of the most contested but it didn't turn out that way and Antonio Delgado prevailed any lessons from that contest
0: yeah I mean that 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 is you know 100 percent the power of our current governor uh, Kathy Hochul uh you know she just named him and brought him along and that was enough because it's an insider game in the primaries and You know, people who ordinarily wouldn't know one lieutenant governor name from another do know because, you know, you've got unions voting, institutional Democrats voting, and you've got people who are in the know, in the bubble, if you will. And, you know, she just dragged him to victory. It was really, in my mind, just a complete toss up. But, you know, uh, then you throw in the weight of Hochul, you'll see those are the coattails. She, She dragged him to victory easily.
1: Indeed, she did have coattails. Brad Gersman, I close this way. Do you have any parting thoughts as we wrap this up? Uh, looking back at uh, the primary in New York State, anything in general or looking forward as we are into the general election campaign?
0: You know, I think you mentioned it, Roe v. Wade versus the Republican voter enthusiasm. Uh, you know, they, they didn't need that. That's going to be something that's going to drag them down somewhat. It'll be interesting to see, you know, Lee Zeldin's approach to uh, questions about Roe v. Wade. There are plenty of Republicans that are, uh, are, are pro-abortion, if you will. In New York State, uh, it, it's a different breed. Uh, so I, I think he's, he's going to have an interesting uh, way. Uh, he's going to have to have an interesting approach to how he handles those questions. He doesn't want to turn off, you know, those voters that are independent or unaffiliated or just on the fence and vote Democrat and Republican. You know, he wants to get those votes, and he doesn't want the uh, abortion issue to weigh into this. I'm certain of that.
1: And what about the role Trump may play in, in locally?
0: Yeah, well, that's the wild card. We shall see if he plays a role, if Lee Zeldin invites him to play a role, if it's something that strategically is either good or bad for him. I don't, you know, I'd I really, I really have to sit down and think about that, and right. Lee Zeldin has, I'm not sure where he will fall on that.
1: Well, interesting. Brad Gersman, attorney and political consultant, thank you for joining us.
0: Thanks a million, Dominic. Be well. You're the best.
1: Thank you, counselor and political consultant. To conclude this segment, Hochul is already on the attack against Zeldin. In an ad paid for by friends of Kathy Hochul, Hochul is seeking to make this election a referendum on Zeldin. The ad shows Zeldin wearing a bright red Trump Make America Great Again baseball cap, and here are a few paragraphs of the ad, and I am directly quoting, Lee Zeldin is so out of the mainstream, so devoted to the extreme fringes of his party that it's hard to believe he's a New Yorker, much less that he wants to represent all of us as governor. Before the dust even settled at the Capitol on January 6th, Lee Zeldin voted with the insurrectionists and Donald Trump to throw out the election results. The ad continues. He applauded the Supreme Court's decision to overthrow Roe v. Wade and has voted repeatedly for abortion bans, without exceptions for the health of the mother. And he would put more guns on our streets and allow them in dangerous hands. Lee Zeldin isn't just any Republican. He's dangerous and extremely wrong for New York. And that brings this segment to a close. Again, folks, if you are interested in my book on my life growing up in New York City and overcoming numerous obstacles or my bobblehead doll, you can go to my website, DominicCarterOnline.com, all one word, DominicCarterOnline.com. You can catch me on 77 WABC, Midnight. To 1 a.m. weeknights, go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store, from Dominic Carter t shirts to hats and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. I will see you the next time, right here, Dominic Carter Red Apple Podcasts, 77 WABC.